we must keep the laws of God. We must keep the laws of God. I believe that many of our people, this is something that we struggle with. For the most part, it has been interpreted to us our whole lives that we did not have to follow the laws of God. The pastors have told us we do not have to follow the laws of God. Anybody we speak to, even when you read the Bible for yourselves, it's been interpreted to you as a child this way. So you believe that you do not have to follow the laws of God. But I want to go through scripture for scripture, talking about why we have to follow the laws of God, the importance of us keeping God's laws. So, for example, if the United States government said murder is now legal, would you go out and murder someone? If the United States government said it right now, that murder is now legal, would you go out and murder someone? Most of you will say, no, I will not go out to murder someone because my morals or my principles, right, or my ideals wouldn't allow me to do that. But morals and principles and ideals are taught. These aren't things you are born with. These are things that you are taught, developed in you as a child. But the Bible says in Exodus 20 and 13, that thou shall not kill, thou shall not murder, right? So God gives us a law and instruction of why we of not to murder of not to kill right do you do you see that but if the united states government today wanted to say hey for now on you can kill and if all the kids were grown up in those laws under those laws that would be all that they know right i remember a long time ago and i probably shouldn't say this because i don't know what the statute of limitation of this is but i remember a long time ago a cousin and i <laughs> some cousins and i one of the one of them has passed away went on committing credit card fraud, right? And I and many Black people know about this because you've done it before. Sliders and gift cards, right? So don't, don't, look, listen, don't judge me, right? <laughs> this is many, many years ago, right? And I remember when we were doing it, I felt morally it was wrong. Not because of some moral thing that I have had in my life, but just because growing up, I used to hear the word of God in the scriptures say, thou shall not steal. And I knew that this was in the Old Testament, even though they say we don't have to follow the old laws, but I heard it my whole life. So I felt like stealing was wrong. But I remember telling God, like it was yesterday, I literally remember this like it was yesterday, telling God, the United States government has robbed us our whole lives. They can spare a few laptops and TVs. They've been robbing us our whole lives. Since we got here, we've been robbed. I remember justifying it by saying, look how bad and terrible the United States government has treated us. We're the poorest amongst all people on the planet. We deserve a little some extra, right? That's how I felt. But listen to this. You don't steal, not because you follow God's laws, not because anybody can see me, because we got away with it, right? And then we ended up not getting away with it, but at the time we were getting away with it. But you don't steal, not because you can uh, get away with it, right? You don't steal because the Lord sees you. Oh God, this is going to get good. Psalms 34 and 15. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and he hears and is open to their cries. God's eyes are on you and his ears are open to your cries. Ecclesiastics, Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Listen to this. Let us hear the whole matter. Mm -mm -mm. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. I'm sorry. Fear God 
and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of a man. For this is the whole duty of a man to keep God's laws. We can't eat pork, so the scripture says. Not because it doesn't taste good, right? Even though it tastes terrible to me and I haven't had pork. Man, it's been many years I, I stopped eating pork. When my, one of my cousins had became a Muslim and he that was maybe 10 years ago. And he told me about pork. And maybe a few years after he became a Muslim, I had, I, I had stopped eating pork, right? So, so we don't eat pork, right? Not because um, it's not something that we personally want to abstain from, right? Because people will say, oh, well, pork is all, it's a bad animal for you to abstain from. And, you know, you shouldn't be eating it anyway, because, you know, pork, they eat anything. They're pigs, they're swine, right? That, you know, that's one of the reasons God did not want us to eat it, right? But we're not supposed to eat pork, listen to this, because God's laws forbid for us to eat pork. Deuteronomy 14 and 18, and the swine, because it divided the hoof. Yet true, if not the cud is unclean unto you, you shall not eat their flesh nor touch their dead carcass. In the NIV, it says the pig is unclean to you. So this is clear that the swine is the pig. God does not want us eating the pork. God does not want us eating shrimp. God does not want us eating crab. God does not want us eating lobster. Have you ever heard of hot and juicy crawfish? Black people love all the things. Think about this. Think about this. They made it accessible for us to eat all of the things that are absolutely forbidden and against God's laws, commandments, and statutes. Think of this, hot and juicy crawfish. I just seen the article the other day of a man in Atlanta who made $53 million last year because he opened up a crab shack in Atlanta. And I guess they didn't have this kind of crab shack that he opened up, but he made $53 million predominantly off black people selling them crab, uh, 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 bottom feeders of the ocean, things that God has forbidden for us to eat. Why do you think these things are so easily accessible for us to get to? Why do you think that, listen to this, food is also a learned behavior. Just like morals are a learned behavior and principles and ideals are learned behavior, what you eat is a learned behavior. This is something you grew up eating, something your cousins ate, your grandmother, your mama, right? Uh, you see the people, that, uh, look at the Chinese, how they all slender. They grew up eating certain diets and foods. You see certain uh, people that, uh, um, they mama fat, they fat. Oh, I, 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 they, in OB, they, they say obesity amongst children is on the rise, but it's on the rise because of it, it's their parents that's eating it, right? But uh, this is a good example. My wife, I didn't mean to flash like that about somebody, mama, but my wife is from Jamaica and she eats this thing called Aki. Right. And I hated it. Right. She goes, oh, he doesn't hate it. He never even tasted it. Right. But I smelt it. And so when I smelt it, I could smell that it. it was not something that I would eat. But she loves it. It's something that they used to eat every day as a child. But it's something that I personally can't taste and don't want to taste it. And it smells like it tastes disgusting. So I don't want to taste it. But that's because that's a learned behavior for me because I grew up eating eggs or, uh, or, or uh, bacon. Right. Which I don't eat because it's pig. Right. You can eat some turkey bacon, not 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 pork. Right but I don't eat it because of God's laws, right? But Aki is, is a learned behavior. I'm just trying to show y'all how they have given us our whole lives, right? How they have given us things to push us further and further against God's laws, commandments, and statutes. And I'm trying to prove to you that this was strategically done, putting the chitlins, giving the chitlins to the slaves. This was strategically done red lobster in every black neighborhood. This was strategically done. Shrimp and you eating, uh, uh, you lust out to eating shrimp and crab. 
This is strategically done to keep you away from God's laws, commandments, and statutes. And here's why. Deuteronomy 28 and 1 says, And it shall come to pass, if thou hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commands which I have given thee today. If you, if you, if you hearken diligently to do all Lord's commands, decrees, and everything that he has commanded and, 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 and observed for you today, listen what he said he would do. Then the Lord will, God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, meaning you will be set high above all the peoples on the earth. You will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed in the country. You will be blessed wherever you go in your enemies. God help me preach this thing. Your enemies know this more than you. I want y'all to understand this. The, the nations of the world, right? Know this more than you. God said it. If you follow my laws and my commandments and my statutes, you will be set high above all the peoples on the earth and the nations of the earth. Know this, and I'm about to break it down and prove this without question. And hopefully, you know by the end of this that we, we, you must follow God's laws, commandments, and statutes. Oh, Lord, help me preach this thing. So they know it to be true. They know that if you follow God's laws, you will be blessed high above all the nations of the earth. This is why that when a preacher goes to seminary, our preachers and all preachers goes to seminary, the first thing they tell them as soon as they walk through the door is the laws of God is done away with. Look at this next verse. Look what God said about, uh, said right here at the very last, uh, the very last book of the Bible, Revelations 22 and 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Wait a minute. The tree of life, the eternal life tree. So blessed are they, listen to this, Revelations 22, 14, blessed are they that do his commandments. They have a right to the tree of life. They have a right to enter the eternal gates of heaven. They do. The ones that uh, keep his commandments. Wait a minute. Your pastor not preaching you this. He didn't preach this to me. My pastor didn't preach this to me. You go to any church in, in, in America on the earth, they don't tell you, you ain't got to keep God's laws. You can do whatever you want. You can sin. You can just sin and just, Lord, please forgive me for my sins. And then I could just go out and sin again. And Lord, just please forgive me for my sins. And I just, I could just do anything that I want to do. No, there's a strict adherence and rules. Uh, there's regulations. There, just like when you join the army, there's regulations that you must fall by. That's a, that's a uniform code of military justice. There's a code that you must live by to be a soldier. If you don't live, live by that code, you'll be kicked out of the army. There's a code to be with God. There's rules and regulations to be with the Lord. Oh, God, help me preach this thing, right? So those that keep my commandments will have a right to the tree of life, Jesus said. Listen to this, what Jesus said again. If ye love me, keep my commandments. That's John 14 and 15. So if you love me also, Keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. It's all over the scriptures to keep his commandments. Look at another one of the blessings that God said we would have if we kept his commands and his decrees. Leviticus 26 and 3. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season. Oh, this is good. And, the, and listen, and the ground will yield its crops and the trees their fruit. And the harvest will continue until planting. And you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. You will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land if you follow my commands. I will grant peace in the land. 
and you will lie down and no one will make you afraid. Right now, the police got you afraid, but no one will make you afraid. Right now, the United States government got you afraid with their mark, but no one will make you afraid when you follow my commandments and my decrees. I will remove the wild beast from your land and the sword will not pass through your country. They won't be able to bring no sword against you. No weapon formed against you will prosper when you follow my laws, my commands, and my decrees. They won't be able to bring no guns against you, no bullets, no nothing. Your enemies will listen to this your in your you will pursue your enemies right now you see black men running down the street running from the cops running from their enemies but it said you will pursue your enemies and they will fall by the sword before you they're gonna fall before you five of you will chase a hundred and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand and your enemies will fall by the sword before you when you follow my laws my commands and my decrees, you have my spirit. Help me, Lord. You have my character. Help me, Lord. And so when you have my character and my spirit, your enemies will run from you. <laughs> you will, Father, you will pursue a hundred. You better hear what I'm saying because a spirit is about to be poured on you in these last days. Oh, we're going to talk about that at the end. Listen to this. And I will look on you with favor and keep and I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your number. And I will keep my covenant with you. I will keep my covenant with you when you follow my laws, my commands, and my decrees. Leviticus 26 and 10 continuing. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you have to move it out to make room for the new harvest, meaning that you will have more than enough. You will have enough abundance of things when you follow my laws, my commandments, my decrees. So you will be blessed if you keep God's laws, commandments, and statutes. Oh God, everything always comes back to his laws. We must keep God's laws. I hope y'all hear me. We must keep God's laws. Oh, we must keep God's laws. Look at this uh, in the book of Baruch, which is in Ap Apocrypha 4 and 1. This is the book of the commandments of God, because many people say the laws are done away with. This is one of the comments you see in a lot of my videos. Leo, the laws are done away with. So look at this. So Baruch 4 and 1, this is the book of the commandments of God and the law that endures forever. All they that keep it, it shall come to life, but such as leave it shall die. So all that keep God's law shall have life those that don't keep it shall die. So when they sit here and they write to me that we don't have to keep God's laws, God is literally saying, you that don't keep my laws will die. Those that keep my laws will have life. He said right here in the law that endured forever. This is a forever law. David said in the Psalm, Psalms 119 and 43, never take your word of truth from my mouth for I have put, uh, look, I have put my hope in your laws. Oh Lord, help me. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will always obey your law forever and ever. Christ said in Matthew 5 and 17, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. This is Christ. Do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the leakiest stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything has been accomplished. Lord, I thank you. Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you. Mm -mm -mm. We praise your high holy name above all things. Lord, we thank you. Mm -mm -mm. We thank you. We thank you. Look, look at this one right here too. Uh, Exodus 12 and 23. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the, on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your house to smite you. Mm -hmm. Ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and thy sons, listen to this, 
forever. This should be an ordinance to us from generation to generation forever. You hear that? Forever. Exodus 12, 14. And this day shall be unto you a memorial and you shall keep it into the feast of the Lord throughout your generations. And you shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. The laws are done away with. You shall keep it as in feast and in ordinance forever. We don't have to keep God's laws or his holidays. We don't have to keep his holy days, his ordinance, his morals, his principles. We can follow the law through America. America wants us to celebrate Easter. We can do Easter. America wants to celebrate Christmas. We can do Christmas. America says we don't have to celebrate, the, uh, take the Sabbath off. We don't have to take the Sabbath off. America says we can eat pork. We can eat pork. America says I can do this. America says I can do that. Whatever America says you can do, you sit there, tell me you can follow after, but you have to follow after God's laws. We have to follow after his laws his ordinances and his decrees. I'm going to take a quick detour real quick because I'm hammering uh, that we must keep God's laws, commandments, and statutes. And this one, I didn't even do any notes on this, but I'm going to go a little bit off the top of my head. And I got a few on my phone, but Christ, our savior for let's, 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 let me, let me read the scripture instead. Here we go. Here he is. Listen to this. Oh Lord, help me. This is Romans 6 and 23. For the wages of sin is death, right? What is sin? We know this in uh, 1 John 3 and 4, right? Go to 1 John 3 and 4. Because some of y'all need to get your Bible out and actually go to these things so you can see it instead of just hearing me say it. Because you just read in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. So anybody who sinned, you die. They tell us that our whole life. You sin, you're going to die, meaning you are not going to receive eternal life. But then no one goes around and tells us, well, what is sin? And you go to 1 John 3 and 4, and it says that for sin is the transgression of the law. So sin is the breaking of God's law. So literally, go back to Romans 6 and 3, for the wages of sin is death. So the wages, so for breaking God's laws, you will receive death, right? Let's keep reading that Romans 6 and 23. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What does that mean? It sounds good in Sunday school and they, and they holler and hooping all over the church. But what in the world does that mean? As a kid, we really, none of us really knew what that mean. It just made us feel good. That was a little tingling feeling that came over you. And you said, oh, yeah, <laughs> for the gift of God is Christ Jesus, right? But it's a tingling feeling and everybody starts screaming and the organ starts going off. But I don't know what it means. Nobody knows what it means, right? Let's break it down. So if you break God's laws, you're going to receive death. But there's a gift of God, which is eternal life. So in that eternal life, you're going to receive it through Christ Jesus. But what did Christ Jesus do? Let's go back to what to, to sin. Oh, Lord, let's let, help me with this. Leviticus 17 and 11. For the life of a creature is the blood. And I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. <laughs> it is the blood that makes atonement for sin. Christ shed his blood to be the sacrifice for our sins. Hopefully you can get that. Christ shed his blood to be the second. What sin? The breaking of God's laws. So anytime I break God's laws, just like in the Old Testament, if any of our ancestors broke God's laws, they had to sacrifice the blood, makes atonement for the sin. They had to sacrifice an animal to make atonement for them breaking God's laws. We don't have no animals. You and me don't have no animals. So Christ's eternal blood, 
Lord, help me. Christ, <laughs> oh God, Christ's eternal blood, his blood being uh, uh, more powerful than that of sheep and goats, as it says in Hebrews, his eternal blood shed for us, right? Spiritually, but physically shed his blood for us to make atonement for our sins forever. So now when we go stand in front of God, Christ is going to be there and Christ's blood shed for our sins. So the gift of God is Christ Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. Hebrews 9 and 22. In fact, the law requires that nearly anything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness for you breaking God's laws, commandments, and his statutes. I want to go on that detour real quick. I wanted to go on that detour real quick. Uh, actually, let me, let me do this one too. Romans 3 and 23. For all have sinned, Lord help me. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. His grace, Christ is grace. Christ's sacrifice is your grace. Uh, I got to go up to something else real quick. One more thing. Christ's sacrifice Christ's sacrifice by him literally dying and his blood being shedding, shed it, is grace, is redemption for your sins. But you obviously got to believe on Christ and to believe on something, you follow the things that you believe in and Christ followed what? The laws of God, right? And he just said up and I just read for you that he just said that if you love me, you will do what? You will keep my commandments, meaning you will follow the law. John 14 and 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And in Revelation, he said, blessed are they that do what? Keep the commandments. This is Christ speaking, right? So where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, Lord, help me preach this. Oh, this is what I want to get into real quick before I move on. This is what I want to get into real quick before I move on, because I think this one is so important, the grace thing. You and me don't know God's laws. 613 laws, many of us never knew it our whole life. I didn't know them. You didn't know them. Right now, we're starting to wake up to them. And even once we learn them, because we're going to learn the laws, we're going to, as we continue on in this series, I'm going to teach all the laws of God and we are going to learn these laws. All of us are going to learn them and we're going to follow them diligently to the best of our ability, right? So we're learning the laws, but we don't know the laws. And even once we learn the laws, we're never going to really know all of God's laws. I want to show you some real quick. Listen to this Leviticus 5 and 15. When, it, when, when anyone is unfaithful to the Lord by sinning, unintentionally how do you sin what is sin the breaking of god's laws so if anybody breaks god's laws unintentionally i might unintentionally break god's laws i'm not intentionally breaking god's laws i'm over here eating me a, 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 some pork ribs i didn't know this was the breaking of god's laws many of y'all didn't know that i don't eat pork ribs but i'm saying what if y'all didn't notice you eating shrimp you all that hot and juicy oh yeah yeah let me get a let me get the bag of the shrimp the hot you know what I mean? You all that hot and juicy eating the shrimp. You don't know you're breaking God's laws. You eating crab. You don't know you're breaking God's laws. Many of our people have no idea that they are breaking God's laws when they're doing certain things. That's why me and my brother, we have this conversation sometimes. And I say sometimes it's better to not have woken up than to wake up and know who you are. But that's a whole other story. We get to that some other time. But when you when you wake up, man, you have to follow God's laws because you know, right? So, so um, where was I at? So Leviticus 5. And 15, and there's many, many other scriptures, Leviticus 4, and then I got a bunch of them on this unintentional, unintentional following. I mean, unintentionally breaking God's laws. Where's my other one at? Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, Leviticus 4 and 2, Leviticus 4 and 13. Oh, Lord, help me preach this thing. There was one on the leaders, because uh, I want to I want to say this to y'all. Leviticus 4 and 22, too, as well. So there's a bunch of them on, if you unintentionally, these people unintentionally 
breaking God's laws. What happens when you unintentionally break God's law? Let me, let, me get, let me get through this. Leviticus 5 and 15. When anyone is unfaithful to the Lord by sinning unintentionally, breaking God's laws unintentionally in regards to any of the Lord's holy things, they are to bring to the Lord as a penalty, a ram from a flock. I'm not going to go all into deep in that, but they are to bring a sacrifice on to God. If you break God's laws unintentionally, we are to bring a sacrifice to God, right? Just like Christ is our sacrifice. So even when you break it unintentionally, you have Christ's grace as your sacrifice because believing in Christ is your sacrifice even for the laws that you didn't know you were breaking. Let me get back into this. Jubilee 1 and 8 because I went on a rant. And they will eat and be satisfied and they will turn to strange gods, to gods which cannot deliver them from aught or from their tribulation. I want to show... We were talking about how strategically, strategically they have gone specifically after you to stop you from following God's laws, commandments, and statutes. And the reason why they strategically went after you is because if you follow God's laws, commandments, and statutes, there's a covenant you have with God, and he will honor his covenant. His covenant that he ha had with you was to make you high above all the nations of the world if you kept his commands and his decrees. And I'm going to prove without a shadow of a doubt, and we already already know this, but he gave them specifically to you for you to follow, and you specifically will receive these blessings if you follow them. So Jubilee 1 and 8, and this witness shall be heard for a witness against them, for they will forget all my commandments, even all that I command them, and they will walk after the Gentiles. What? We will walk after the Gentiles. We will do what the Gentiles do. This is why you see so many people commenting on my page, right? Specifically black women and black men about different laws that I have told them that Israelite men cannot do or the Israelite men are supposed to follow or the Israelite women are supposed to follow. And they, their first thing they say is we don't have to follow the laws anymore. Why are they saying that? Because they walk after the ways of the Gentiles. They walk after the ways of the Americans, of the British, of the Frenchmen, of the Germans, of the Germans, of the Italians. Their morals, their principles, their ideals of the things that they learned here in America. But these were not the ideals and the principles of our ancestors. I hope y'all hear this and hear this good, right? Oh Lord, so they walk after the ways of the Gentiles. Uh, uh, Jubilee one and eight, listen to this, do nine. And after their uncleanness, they walk after the ways of the Gentiles and after the, the uncleanness of the Gentiles and after their shame and they serve their gods. Oh, OK. They serve their ideals, their principles, their God, uh, gods. And they will and, and these will prove unto them an offense and a tribulation and an affliction and a snare to them by us following after the Gentiles. It has proved to be an offense, a tribulation and an affliction and a snare for us. We have not gotten nothing for following the Gentiles God. We have not really literally received nothing. If you go to the black neighborhoods, you see thousands of Christian churches. You go to the white neighborhood, you see thousands of Christian churches. And I'm gonna do a video on this one day called um, Christianity, the God, what did I say I was gonna call it? Uh, let me, let me, I, I'm just gonna paraphrase. I don't remember exactly what I said I was gonna call it, but I, I wanna say I, I was gonna call it Christianity is for white Americans. Yeah, I think that's what I was gonna call it. Christianity is for white Americans. Because if you go to their neighborhood, I live right here in Vegas 
And I can literally prove this. And I, oh, actually, that's how I was going to do it. I was going to drive around to the black neighborhood, show all the black churches. Then I was going to drive over to the white neighborhood and show all the white churches. And I was going to show the surroundings of that of those areas to prove that Christianity is for white Americans because Christianity in white America looks amazing. Christianity in black America looks terrible. So God says right here, listen, proving it, proving it. He said that you won't follow after and serve their God. Right. sir, uh, And listen to this. And it will prove to be an offense and a tribulation and affliction and a snare for you. So you go to your neighborhood. It's a tribulation. It's an affliction and it's a snare for you. Following after Christianity hasn't helped you. You tied every week and you still in poverty. You, you go there to that's look worship that same Jesus, that same Christ that they worship. And you are in poverty. You're in affliction. So you fall out to the same God, the same ideals and principles as them, and you're in poverty. You're in a crime-infested neighborhood. So how in the world is Christianity work for us? That means that it has not worked for us. That's ridiculous. That's like continually voting for the Democrat Party. Continually falling out to Christianity is like continually following the Democrat Party. It's ridiculous. It's what you, what, what, what do we used to call it when I was in politics? What do we used to call it? Uh, uh, what they call it? Insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Following after the, what, they, what they call it? Uh, you uh, uh, you on a Democrat plantation? We on the Christian plantation. We insane. We're following. We're going in a circle, in a cycle, right? Like, oh, I'm a tired every week. I'm gonna go to the same pastor, listen to the same word. That's not helping or growing the neighborhood around me. If God is God, and then the, the scripture said in Deuteronomy 28 and one, you will be blessed if you follow me. So I, well, I must. Am I following the wrong God? Because we ain't blessed. Do you see? Right. But yet you go over to their neighborhood is blessed. You walk out to the ways of the Gentiles. It says that it will be an offense and a tribulation and affliction and a snare to you. OK, so listen, let's continue on. And many will perish. Just Jubilee one and eight through nine. And many will perish and they will be taken captive. Listen to this and will fall into the hands of the enemy because they have forsaken my ordinances, my commands. Listen to this and the festivals of my covenant and my Sabbaths. So all of these things God is talking about, he, 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 oh yeah, the 10 commandments. No, no, no. My ordinances, my statutes, my commandments, the festivals, meaning the holidays and the Sabbaths, everything, all of the things, all the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, the instructions, all of the words that are in there that I instructed you to do, you must follow. You must follow. You must follow. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And he said that if we did not follow his commands, his decrees, his ordinances, his Sabbath, continually read in Jubilee 1, this time jumping down to verse 12. I was at, I was at verse 8 through 9. Now I'm jumping down to 12 to see what he said he was going to do because he said we was not going to follow his laws, commandments, and decree. So look what he said was going to happen to us. And I will hide my face from them, meaning I'm not going to be with them. I'm going to take my spirit from them. And I will deliver them into the hands of the Gentiles for captivity. Oh, okay. So my people, God's laws, the Israelites, the true real Israelites on earth right now were delivered into the hand of captivity to the Gentile nations. Okay. For prey, for devouring, listen to this. And I will move them from the midst of the land. So they will no longer be in the land of Israel. And I will scatter them amongst the Gentiles. This is so easy to decipher and understand and interpret that a baby can, uh, can understand this. This is why they took these books out of the Bible because they were literally, they're a little bit more precise in what actually happened to us in it, in it with precept upon precept. So you know, oh, this is, these people are God's chosen people, not these other people who lying saying that they God's chosen people, right? And look at Deuteronomy uh, 28 and 64, which is a precept for this. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth to the other. Listen to this, Deuteronomy 28, 64. Listen to this. And Deuteronomy 28, 68, 
And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt. Egypt, the word Egypt means miserum, means bondage. So the Lord shall bring thee into bondage again with ships. So you're going to go into bondage and Egypt again on ships. By the way thereof I speak unto thee, thou shalt see it no more. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwoman, but no man shall buy you, meaning no man shall redeem you. So literally, this has only happened to one people on the planet Earth. But now let's put the book of Jubilees and Deuteronomy in context, precept upon precept. And God is literally saying that his people would go into slavery on ships into the Gentile nations. As he said, I'm going to scatter you amongst the Gentile nations on ship scattered throughout the entire world. Scattered throughout the entire world. Now, who has this ever happened to? In the history of human civilization, who has this happened to? Do you hear me? So like, it's ridiculous to continue to even have these conversations with people about who God's people are. This only happened to one people ever in the history of the world. It happened to you and it happened to your ancestors. Do you see why they want you to continue to disobey, to dishonor, to not follow God's laws. They want you to be a stiff-necked and a stubborn people, which we are. They want you to believe that if you get your credit right, you don't want to hear me, then you can erase the generational curses. They want you to believe that if you just buy a house for your son or buy a house for your daughter, then I'll be erasing the generational curses. They want you to believe that if you go over to higher education and I get a higher degree than my mama had or my daddy, then I'm going to erase the generational curses. But God said, as long as you disobey my laws, commandments, and my decrees, you will be cursed. You will be plagued from generation to generation. Lord, help me. God, we, uh, we must keep. God's laws. We must keep. We must keep the laws of Elohim, the all the laws of Yahuwah. We must keep God's laws, his ordinances, his decrees, his commands. We must put them on our hearts and then oh, I'm going to get into that in a minute. We must put them on our hearts and in our minds. Ah, I'm going to get into that right now. I'm going to get into that right now because I know hearing this word, just like, you know, even me hearing the word, it can be a defeating word. Like it's facts. It could be a defeating word because mainly you see, I know if, if you think like I think you can say to yourself what we're doing because there ain't no way in the world that we're ever going to get black people or all black people to follow God's laws, commandments and statutes. Leo, I don't care if you preach until your face turn blue, purple, black. There is no way you're going to get all black people to follow God's laws. You could have the most following on social media ever in the history of the world. You're not going to be able to get black people. They're stubborn. They're stiff-necked. They're twerking online. You're not going to be able to get them to stop doing what they're doing and follow God's law so that we all can be blessed as a people and high above all the peoples of the earth. You can do whatever you want to do and say whatever you want to say, Leo. You're not going to be able to get it to, to come to pass or, to, or get that to happen or make that happen or preach that into happening. Lord, help me. Hebrews 8 and 8, which is just quoting from Jeremiah 31 and 31. Finding fault with them, he saith, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant, a new testament, a new covenant. They always talking about the new covenant in the New Testament. But behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make with them a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. Okay, that's all of Israel. 
not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, because the covenant he made with our fathers was, if you obey my commands, you will be blessed. If you disobey my commands, you will be cursed. Hmm. What covenant are he going to make with us? Because they continue, listen, this Hebrews 8 and 8 through 12, because they continue not in my covenant. So our ancestors, along with us, who we all received the first, our ancestors received the first covenant. They were sent, we, we, we are the product of our ancestors. We were sent off into slavery into all the Gentile nations on ships. They continue not in his covenant and we was cursed because of it. And I regarded them not, said the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, uh, in the last days, uh, in the last days, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them in their hearts. Oh God, God is about to supernaturally write his laws in our minds and in our hearts, in our spirit. Listen to this. And I will be to them a God and they shall uh, be to me a people. Listen to this. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquity. I will remember it no more. When it's sin again, the breaking of God's law. So I will never remember again the fact that they broke my laws. Why? Because I'm about to put my law supernaturally in their minds and on their hearts, in their spirits. Mm, this is so good. This is so good. God is saying that he is going to supernaturally put his laws on our hearts and in our minds. And in Acts 2 and 17, and also in Joel 2 and 28, it says that God is going to pour out his spirit upon us in these last days. And once we have God's spirit, we will have God's character. Help me. Once we have God's spirit, we will have his character. What is his character? His character is his laws. Right. Why would he give you some laws that are not of his character? So this is his character. This is his moral. This is his principles. So once we have his spirit, we will have his laws. We will have his power. And what did he say? What happened when we have his power? He said, listen, a <laughs> hundred of them will flee from one of you. A thousand of them will flee from 10 of you. You will have power. This is what I'm always talking about, the power you're going to have. Remember, Christ said what you're going to have? Christ said it, that, that one day that he was talking to us, specifically the Israelites. He wasn't talking to the world. He was talking to a specific group of people. He said that one day people are going, you're going to do more greater things than you've seen me do. You're going to sail that mountain to get up and move over there. You're going to have a supernatural strength and power on you. You're going to have God's spirit. He said in Hebrews 8 and 8 that I'm going to come and I'm going to pour out my laws into their mind and write it on their hearts. And I'm going to be with them a God and they shall be with me a people. And they shall not have to teach every man, hey, neighbor, know, uh, know, uh, know the Lord, for they shall all know me for the least to the greatest. So I'm going to be out of a job. You see that? I'm going to be out of a job. This is something I actually struggle with a lot because God is saying when he come, ain't nobody, there ain't going to be no more preachers. Ain't going to be no more ministers because technically we all supposed to be ministers and preach. Oh, help me preach this thing. We all supposed to be ministers and preachers of the word of God. Help me preach this thing right now. <laughs> Don't glorify me. Glorify the Lord. Help me. Mm-mm-mm. So Revelation said, blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. So we will have eternal life. Why are we going to have eternal life? Because God is going to supernaturally put his laws and commandments on our minds and in our hearts and in our spirit. And it says that they that do the commandments, Revelation 22 and 14, they that do the commandments, they have a right to eternal life. 
We're going to have a right to the tree of life. Mm -mm -mm. Jubilee 2 and 19. And he said unto us, listen to this. Behold, I will separate into myself a people from among all the people. This is a racist word. This is a word of, of dividing people. God is a God of division. God don't choose one people above another people. Behold, I will separate into myself a people from among all the people. And these shall keep my Sabbath day. These shall keep my laws, my commandments, my decrees, my Sabbath day, as I read for you earlier, my ordinances, my commands, my statutes, my Sabbath day, my festivals. These shall do that. These people. And I will sanctify myself unto, listen to this, unto myself as my people, and I will bless them. Listen to this. I will, so I will sanctify them unto myself as my people. They will be sanctified, holy, righteous. How am I sanctify them? How am I going to make them holy and righteous? Well, I'm going to come put my laws and my commandments and my decrees on their hearts and their minds. Their character is going to be changed. Their spirit is going to be changed. Listen to me. God is about to do this supernaturally, divine, just like, the, just like the parting of the Red Sea was a divine event. God is about to do something divine. Everybody talking about the weather. Everybody talking about how they feel something coming in these last days. The 400 year happened. Genesis 15, 13, where it said, no, but surely that I see shall be a stranger in a strange land, but they shall afflict them and serve them for 400 years. And after that, the nations who, they, who afflicted them shall I judge. Everybody feel the judgment. We living in it right now. There was 400 years and then you walked into 2020 and the world ain't never been the same. You got seven years and you about to come out of this. I want you to hear me. I'm going to sanctify them unto myself as my people. And I will bless them. I'm in Jubilee 2 and 19. And I will bless them as I have sanctified the Sabbath day and do sanctify it to myself. Listen to this. Even so will I bless them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. Listen, I have chosen the seed of Jacob from amongst all that I have seen, from amongst all the people of the earth. I have chosen the seed of Jacob and I have written them down as my firstborn son and have sanctified him unto myself. Listen to this forever and ever. God said, you are his chosen seed forever. Meaning you are to follow his laws forever. He has chosen us to be a holy people forever. And even though, oh Lord, we thank you. Yahuwah, we thank you. Elohim, we thank you. Christ, we thank you. Even though he is about to supernaturally place his laws on our minds and in our hearts, which means in our spirit, even though he is about to supernaturally pour out his spirit on us so that our character is changes forever, I want to be found in good favor when he gets here. I want us to be found in his good graces when he gets here, which is why we are still going to die daily to our desires, to our own principles, to our own ideals, to our own morals, and we are going to strive daily to keep God's laws. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are going to keep the commandments of Elohim, our God. We must keep the commandments of Elohim, our God, 
because you have seen that they were given to you, that you are sanctified to be a holy people unto him. And you have seen, <laughs> and you know what's prophesied to happen for his people. And he said, I can see you. When he's saying Psalms, that I see you. His eyes are on you. And he can hear your cry. <clears throat> what did he say in Exodus to, to Moses? Just like he said to me, I have heard the cry of my people in America, in Britain. And I'm going to come down myself. I'm going to come down myself to deliver them. He's going to put his spirit on us. And once we have God's spirit, we're going to have power and dominion. And I don't even want to go into detail of what it's going to be like, but it's going to be like having the X gene. It's going to be like something out of the Avengers. I can tell you that. You're going to tell that mountain to get up and move and it's going to move over there. You're going to be able to control the elements like you a Jedi. You're going to have God's spirit because you are his firstborn. <laughs> Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We must keep God's laws. Receive this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Talk to y'all soon. Shalom. Shalom. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please go subscribe at my exclusive channel at ministries.leodunson.com. If you would like to donate, please go to leodunson.com slash donate. You can also cash at me at money sign, I believe it is, Leo Dunson. Hey, I thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, and share. And may the glory of God and his blessings be upon you. Shalom.